So Mixologist, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, Pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. Welcome to my mixer. Hi, I'm Moni, and this is Mixing with Moni, a weekly POC point of view on all things from pop culture to politics, reality TV, and of course, so much Bravo. Each week, I'm mixing up my opinions with something new, and I want you to do it with me. I promise to rival your most opinionated, shady friend that swears that they are always right. You're thinking it, I'm saying it. Pour something up, whatever it is you fancy, and let's mix it up together. Let's dive in. Hey guys, guess who has their voice back? Yes, it's me, Moni. And I have my voice back for literally the first time. I want to say in like a month and a half. Literally since my episode... Um, with Melissa Ribeiro, literally, I, I called it cough syrup and opinions. I think, like, I have not had my voice. <laughs> I have been sick, and then when I was not sick, I then started working with kids, which kind of got me a little sick, but also, like, chasing around and, like, playing games and yelling after tiny children. Um, not yelling at, yelling after, um, to, you know it down and let's go and we got to go outside and we got to get to the pool and like then also just matching their energy I don't know how their little lungs do it I lost my voice like first day and didn't get it back like every single day I was fighting at night to get my voice just so I could like talk to them the next day they have so much energy so much to say but I love five and six year olds I really really do it's like it's never been my career path but I'm really thinking I might think about becoming a teacher like I've 
always battled with the idea of wanting to be a teacher. I just, I love kids so much and I love to watch them grow and I love to watch them learn and be excited for themselves. It literally gives me so much joy when the kids that I'd have over weeks at a time at camp, like will read or do STEM and they'll get like excited about it or like they do something new for themselves. Um, I had one baby girl, five years old, she would um when I first got her in my group she never could put on her own socks and I worked with her for a few days like okay I'll help you today and she would be so eager to just be like I'll do it I mean you do it and I'd be like okay I'll help you today but let's try it tomorrow and then try it again and then try it again and then after the end of that week and then every day since and now a whole year later she's six still comes to camp um same camp and had her again and puts on her own socks and her own shoes. And she feels so confident about doing it. The first time she ever did it, she was like, Miss Amani, Miss Amani, look, I put on my own socks. And I'm like, yeah, you're a rock star. Like, I knew that. Now you know that. So, and she would feel so happy and so gleeful. And I would love that. Like, it's so exciting watching, you know, children reach different developments and, you know, get excited about life. Like, they make me excited about life. And I love how you have to be in the moment when you're with kids. Like, you just kind of have to be smack dab in the moment because they're counting on you to keep them safe, keep them happy, keep them having fun, and to be interested in what they want to talk about. So, random tangent about some career goals as I'm about to graduate. Um, I am very, very excited about graduating, but yeah, I'm looking at my next career moves. We'll definitely be working in the meantime, but I think... I'm going to look into, you know, taking the teacher practice exams and everything. I take that really, really seriously. So I think I need to mull it over for a little bit. Um, My God, teachers have such an amazingly hard job. Like they do amazing work. So um, I really am thinking about that. And in the meantime, with some of my spare time, I'm going to, I'm releasing the second half of the interview slash discussion that I did with Erica and Aaron from the um, Mingling with Mimosa Mamas podcast about Bachelor in Paradise. I'm releasing the other half of that and some conversations about Clay and uh, what he, whether or not, like some predictions we have for some of the members of the cast, um, including like Clay's thoughts on the drama Annalise talking about, you know, Blake and Kaylin, the obvious ones, then Tasha and everybody else. We just really get deep into it. Um, ahead of Bachelor in Paradise coming on again this week, wanted to make sure we released our predictions. It comes on, depending on when you're listening to this, Monday night and Tuesday night, apparently, from like 8 to 10. I swear, The Bachelor, Chris Harrison and ABC really swear I have all this time for them like I I don't but every night like two nights a week every week for like six weeks four hours a week it's just mind-boggling but I mean I watch it's so crazy I still find time maybe not on time but I find time so um I'll be discussing that with them um ahead of tonight's or this week's episodes and then I'm also going to be discussing Watch what happens live with 50 Cent. I didn't want to wait until the end of the week to discuss that and review that. I think it's it, it was way more fun than I th- it probably should have been. Um, so I will, of course, wait to discuss Potomac and OC and Below Deck and uh, all that. And even 
Southern Charm Reunion is this week. Awesome. So I'll be discussing all that this week. Um, I just want to say, if y'all are not watching Potomac, I know I always say watch it. It is so good. So happy to see people being on board now. Um, sorry, an alarm went off to do something. Uh, actually to go to the gym, which I will do after this. But I'm happy to see people finally watching Potomac. Not enough people, you're really missing out. I know you think you don't want to start a new franchise. There's always more than enough shows. I get it. But if you've ever watched Atlanta and felt any type of exhaustion or frustration with the cast now, since they're all so huge, Potomac is where you want to be. It is a much more practical use of diversity on Bravo, in my opinion. I think that they do a really good job not making it super obvious or making it super impactful. Like, hey, look, an all-black cast. In fact, they had a moment on the show, and Andy mentioned it on Watch What Happens Live when he um, uh, was doing the recaps of, like, the show that just came, went off. And all the, la- the ladies are fighting in this lobby, and this fight is memorable. I mean, it's a really good fight. And I love the fact that on Potomac and the producers of Potomac, Great job at the fact that they don't wait until the very last minute to fight and they do not to be continued it, you know, part two, the last six minutes like of the fight that we waited all week to see. This fight went on at like minute 29 and then it was another another fight 12 minutes after that and then another fight at like the five minute mark and none of it was to be continued, but the fights weren't so severe where they like had to break it up. It was more so like they got it all out there. They really, really did. And then they kept moving to the next one. And then he fought again and then moved on to the next one. And it was about like a different yet similar topic each time because women have different grievances. And it was so good. It was very reminiscent of New York. But they're fighting in this lobby. And Candace Dillard, one of the younger members of the cast, she goes, guys, please not in the lobby. Like they've always made it very clear on Potomac. They don't like fighting in the lobby because it makes them a spectacle. And quite frankly, here where they're all from, where I'm from, that's not something you see every day. So I can kind of understand that too. Um, But yeah, she was like, not in the lobby. The white people are watching (laughs) or white people are staring. And I just died. And so did Andy Cohen. Like it's not... Anything that was like too sinister about race, it was just like a funny moment. Uh, Candace is married to a white man. Like there is not like there's no, there's no divide there in talking about race. There's no being like a little too sensitive or anything. But there was the cameras then panned to like a group of white people at the bar watching and cracking up in the Cayman Islands at this Western resort. Like. What the fuck is over there? What are they doing? Which I can understand because they're also in a foreign country. They're in an island resort and there are people there who are not from America who may not know what the housewives of Potomac are, who don't even know what the housewives are. People from America may not even know what the housewives are. So it just was super funny because they pan to like this, like these three or four like older white people who are laughing like wait why are they laughing and yelling about wigs and stuff like what are they talking about over there what are they doing because it is an anomaly to fight in a lobby that's not something that you see every day unless you watch housewives 24 7 and sometimes you have to forget that the things that these housewives do are like not normal like what happened at the quiet woman with shannon and kelly dodd a couple seasons ago 
that's not normal behavior at a restaurant. That's why it's such an like iconic scene. And this one was like right up there with that. I mean, it was good. Like Giselle is lying down on her side like the whole time that she's fighting with Karen. And it was still so impactful. Like I loved it so much. Um, I won't get too much more into the details of Potomac. I'll do that this week. But I just found it funny because Andy was like, you know, us white people, we be staring. <laughs> and it was just a fun, fun moment. And speaking of Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live, let's get into let's get into this 50 Cent interview a little bit because I have thoughts. And I think he came off extremely likable. I am someone who does not typically enjoy 50 Cent. He on Twitter and Instagram is a very major troll that it makes it very scary for me to even like like anything he does he's just so intense and I can't take that all the time but him on watch what happens live I don't know what it was if that's his actual energy if he was on his millionaire businessman flow if he was high if it was the champagne he was drinking I don't know what it was but he came off calm but honest and I loved it so obviously the I mean six minutes out the gate I was talking to the real moms of bravo on Instagram and we were expressing how excited we were about this uh this situation and um I just found it interesting you know the timing because it's been so a long time since the whole him and Lala versus and Randall Emmett um fight and they were like you know the first thing he's gonna ask Andy's gonna ask him is about Foftygate and I was like, oh, for sure. Like it, six minutes in, six minutes. And that was mainly because he had to introduce both guests. There's an intro. I introduced the bartender um, and then the drinking game. And then Kate Upton because she was immediately to his left. So he goes in order of that. That's the only reason I think he waited so long because he was like 50, lots of questions. We're playing games about Foftigate. I have questions. The people have questions. We want to know. And I appreciate him getting there. And of course, 50 went right along with him. So just to give a little background, I'm sure everyone everyone remembers Foftigate. I'm so excited. I'm rushing. Let me calm down. Foftigate was a few months ago. Wow, it's been that long. When um, Lala was 50 Cent posted a video on Instagram of a old Vanderpump Rules episode. I want to say, I mean, there's so many seasons, but at least two, two seasons ago or one season ago. It was when like her and Randall's relationship was like actually official. Like they they could actually like go out or whatever and he wasn't on the show or anything yet, which again, I still think he will be this season. Um, but he was like, like they were a thing. And I, it could have even been this season because she was talking to Lala. They all blur together. I'm so sorry. I should have done the research on this first. But he was watching a scene when they were at a hair salon and they were getting their hair done. And there's some funny producer and editing notes about that anyway, because um, it looks so staged. But Lala was talking about how the very first night when she met Rand and went out on a date with him or whatever, or the first night she went on a date with him, um, she went home with him and got a range over the next day after basically fucking. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, she makes very little apologies for being a gold digger and what that means. Um, I don't fault her for that. At least she's honest, you know. Um, I do believe she probably is 
in like with him enough. I don't know. I mean, I think they both know what it, what time it is. But there's a scene of her explaining that she got a Range Rover out of, you know, having sex with Randall on the first night after their date. And Stassi is like in awe. I don't know why, but she is. I want to say it was two seasons ago because I don't think Bo was in the picture yet. I don't know. Anyways, 50 put that scene on TV or on Instagram and was like, yo, what? These girls are out here telling y'all the truth about how they're like bagging you. Like basically his idea, his ideology was she should be keeping it a secret. And apparently he like doubled down on that and expanded a little bit about why he thinks that she should have like, you know, kept her gold digging intentions quiet um on watch what happens live but that's what he put on instagram a few months ago like yo like they're really out here cat like catching you guys like f- uh, catching y'all up for your money because of you know the sex and whatnot and putting it on tv and i think that he only saw it because i think i don't think he ever had before and he basically was in awe of her putting it on tv her intentions and 50 put it on Instagram and then Lala responded in defense of herself and Randall. Something really sassy and Lala like. I mean, it was a little bit out of her range. I don't think she knew that her fiance owed 50 cent money. So that's why she felt powerful because Lala is always talking out the side of her neck. Um, God love her. I mean, I do like her. I just think that she thinks she's some kind of inner gangster. And that's just not it. Like, oh, la la, and your appropriation of things. Um, but she was imminently fighting back. And then 50 Cent was like, oh no, before we even get into a discussion on whether or not you're a gold digger, which really is not a discussion, what we're going to do is not this because your man owes me too much money for you to be piping up in my mentions, which. Not for nothing. It should have been separate. I mean, your beef with Lala should not, you know, equate to your beef with her fiance. But I get how it's the same because you're talking about like, you know, your big bad about, you know, defending your man and your relationship and with his money and everything. When it turns out his money is 50s money. So we got a little information on that also. Oh, let me just continue the summary then. Um, Randall Emmett then proceeded to text 50 like a million times which they react reenacted on watch what happens live it is epic um between kate upton and andy that's so much fun but andy i mean um randall texted 50 cent like a million times like please stop like, don't go after my fiance. You got my ex mad at me. You got my fiance mad at me or whatever. And he's typing so fast in typos that he calls him Fofty. Like, I just asked you to be at my wedding or come to my wedding or whatever. Like, you know, I got love for you, Fifth. But like, um, please, Fofty, like, stop. Like, he didn't mean it on purpose. Apparently, it was literally just like a, a slip of the fingers. And... 50 Cent is like, no, F out of here. Like, you're going to give me my money back on Monday then. Like, I most definitely, since you all want to talk big bad and you want to pretend you got all this money, I want my money back. Like, a million dollar loan, basically. Like, you got to give me something. So, that apparently uh, turned into, you know, 
uh, Lala and Randall taking down like everything. Like the, the the Instagram war ended very quickly, and Fifty got his money back on Monday. That following Monday, it happened on like a Friday or Saturday, and he got it back to follow on Monday, which is really cool. So, what some details on that though? Um, and then for most people who don't know, Randall Emmett is a producer on a very, very, very popular show called Power on Stars. It has a predominantly black cast and it is very, very good um, TV. And it's actually quite it's a little bit more diverse now than when it started. Um, there's people of a few different you know, nationalities and races on there, but they're all in crime. Like, so it's fun. You know, nothing brings communities together better than criminal behavior you know so uh they're in like this big drug world and you know they're rich but like not like your local drug dealer type like i mean like drug kingpins who wear like suits and live in lofts and all that stuff it's a very very good show and 50 cent is one of the original like content creators for it like he one of the few people who like kind of started since his beginning journey and producer and he was an actor on the show for a few seasons and randall is also a producer on the show so essentially 50 is his boss um which is one of the reasons why randall was like you know pleading in his text messages like not to you know expose him or be mad at him or whatever so then fast forward to, you know, last night and 50 was just explaining basically how it wasn't so much that he just owed him money, like as a loan of a million dollars. There was a business investment, apparently. I, all the details of this are a little blur because um, I'm not a business person, but there was an investment to be made. And I guess like 50 Cent like invested his money on behalf of randall's and he was like bruh if you do not get now that we're piping up on the instagram if you do not give me something back i'm basically gonna have to repay myself for this investment so you owe me money uh until something was like i think cash flow positive like basically borrowing against like his power salary or something like he was getting paid a salary but he needed to be in, he needed to invest in something so he randall was getting a salary at power but there was like some business thing together either for power or for some other um production project because he has like a production like um company situation and you know 50 was like you need to basically pay your my investment that was your investment back or i'm paying myself back and then it, it basically you would have invested and gave him a gift and that's not what it was a 50 cent is not the most he's the most generous bank that is also the scariest bank ever um because he's giving all these people money my god so that is the power the dynamic between them two and then so andy asked him those questions and 50 you know answers and talks about the investment and the salary and everything and then andy asked him if he regrets taking it on social media and 50 looked at him and goes no because i got my money back and i died that was very good point he has no like he knew exactly what he was doing and had very little you know qualms about it and I appreciate that um Andy then asked him if he watches Vanderpump Rules or if he'll watch and he said the show is interesting like it's it's really interesting uh no probably not but it's an interesting show like the clip that he saw he was just shocked that you know he said he was shocked that Lala was even putting it all out there and I was like, you know what? Good point. Because it wasn't just that she was dating a man that had money. It was like, hey, look, I basically 
sucked some D and got some cash uh, or got a car. So I was like, oh, that's a very good point. Sometimes I wonder what it is that we find so like how we normalize this as an audience of Bravo because a lot of the shit is not normal. So he thinks Lala should have lied. And I was like, "Eh, maybe not lied, but maybe omitted a few things. Um, And then Andy was like, did you bring any money tonight? Really feeding into the trope of 50 Cent being like this rapper, dude. But, you know, he like, he sometimes is calm, sometimes it's not calm. So I understand it's a, rel- it's a relative question. 50 was like, no, I didn't bro- bring any money with me tonight. But Andy was like, remember that time you came and you had like 10K in your wallet or in your pocket? He was like, yeah, that was fun. And Andy was like, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I love Andy's relationship with 50 Cent. He's so cute. And then... um they got into the discussion of 50 Cent's beef with Floyd Mayweather. I often say that this whole fight that they have between each other is way above my tax bracket. This is the fight of the rich. Like, they really go after each other on social media. Um, and 50 Cent's explanation of why Floyd Mayweather may be coming after him recently is his money is low because he gets paid a, a way too much money per fight. Um, so it might be time to fight again. So he gets riled up so that he can basically make you know a fight happen like some kind of fight happen in the ring but like he has to get riled up so that he can get involved and get invested in like the whole fighting idea um so that was an interesting analysis and I can kind of understand see how that works and he said his money just must be low if he's coming after me which I appreciate um and then I also appreciate Kate Upton saying that Victoria's Secret when she was asked about Victoria's Secret not having a fashion show, she was like, listen, people are tired of seeing the same bodies walk down the runway in those wings. They want diversity. They want different kinds of bodies. She literally called it boring. She said it's boring to see the same kind of body go up and down like that. And they need the spice of some new bodies. You know, Victoria's Secret does have their very first transgender model. Um, They are doing, they famously said that they do not believe in casting trans women. Um, and then also do not believe in casting women of a size greater than like a six, basically. Um, cause they were like, it's a look, it's a fantasy that we're going for. And, you know, trans isn't a part of that. And plus size models aren't a part of that. And that's not, I guess, feminine enough, which I think that's just BS because Kate to me looked amazing, but she definitely looks curvier cause she just had a baby. Like, she looks amazing to me. I mean, I wish I looked like that and I haven't even had a baby yet. So I think that that's beyond ridiculous because women don't all look like the regular Victoria's Secret models that we see every day, especially like moms and women who are trying to get pregnant or women who have tr- troubles getting pregnant and maybe never lose it or gain, get a baby but never lose the weight. Like there's nothing more... I can't think of that many things that define a woman more than, you know, having a child and being, you know, having the ability of having a child. There are lots of things that make a woman a woman. And to say that women of particular sizes is like not feminine enough. I'm like, I would beg to differ. That's probably one of the most feminine things that a woman can have is her curves. That's what literally sets her apart. Her curves, what can be perceived as voluptuous and um, curvy, and then her body in general, like whether she's stick thin, whether she's in the middle, whether she doesn't like her body, loves her body, 
Whatever a woman looks like, that's what makes her a woman. Anyway, moving on from my rant about how women should just be loved and accepted for whatever body they decide to give the world. Whatever body they have to give the world. It is totally up to them. Moving on from that rant, though, I appreciate Kate Upton basically saying that yes needs to spice it up. Add some diversity. Get some new kind of women out there. Sorry, that's me snapping. Get some different kind of women and different interpretations and visualizations of female bodies and the clothes that they supposedly sell to everyone. That's how you keep an audience and a customer base of everyone. Anyways, 50 Cent then goes on to talk about how he is, how I interpret it as he's the biggest, most generous, but shady and petty person ever. Andy Cohen, you know, got a question about, um, Bow Wow, a rapper, a young rapper. He used to be, if you ever saw Like Mike back in the day, if you don't know who Bow Wow is, I don't know what to tell you. Used to date Sierra. He was a child rapper, grew up to be a little skeptical, um, causing some questions and concerns uh, as he got older. He was a rapper. It was like the prodigy of Snoop Dogg and Jermaine Dupri in Atlanta, Ludacris, all that. Uh, like Mike is one of my favorite movies. It's a basketball movie. So it's really, really cute about an orphan who um, basically becomes an NBA star um, while still a young orphan, like while like 10 or 12. So very good movie. Um, they went to the strip club, 50 Cent and Bow Wow. And they, 50 Cent was like, you know, everybody throwing money. I gave Bow Wow like a little something to hold because it's going into the entertainment industry. Like just throw it at the, at, at, up in the air at the strippers, you know, just that's the point. He wanted everybody to have a little something to throw. And Bow Wow literally apparently took home the money that 50 Cent gave him explicitly to throw in the club, making it rain, which is what the, the, the kids of like 10 years ago called it. But that is what he gave him the money to do. And he took it home and put it on Instagram, like somebody come get this shit, like as if he was rich. And that's kind of the trope with Bow Wow is that he's not doing well with money and he basically he's famously photoshopped him onto a picture from google of him getting on a private jet and like with the maybach which is like a really expensive mercedes like five hundred thousand dollar car plus um on a tarmac and the picture was from google so it was like oh boy bow wow he's like basically flexing like he has money when he doesn't which is understandable because he has not had like a major hit or album in decades like the man's probably 30 in his almost 30 in his early 30s. And he was a rapper when he was like 12. So it's understandable because inflation and the money basically does not change over that well. When you make a couple million as it's 12 year old, that does not last you until you are an adult in this kind of world and economy and everything. So I get that. But that being said, he took it home and then about 50 Cent put him on blast on Instagram and was like, you can't just take my money home. Like, give me my money back. So she want to be flexing like you got all this money. Give me my money back because I gave you that to throw into the strip club. And you didn't do that. And that's what he explained to Andy. Like, you can't just take it home and put it on Instagram like it's yours. If I gave it to you as, like, uh, as a means of, like, investing in entertainment. He's like, that's different. Like, that was for entertainment purposes, you know, recreational purposes. And then Andy basically tells 50 Cent that he's going to take him to some 
uh, a gay strip club in Atlanta and 50 Cent took it well. I don't think he knew what it was. He was like, oh, I never heard of no swinging Richard. What is that? (laughs) And I liked his energy last night. Him and Andy have a really weird and cool banter and relationship. And I appreciated that. Um, And then they did a really shady game with all three of them called like, remember that name? And basically it was, they take pictures, they show pictures that they've taken with various celebrities or like, you know, people who may not be as known. And they had to guess, they had to basically guess their name. Nobody won this game, but Kate Upton and she won it by one. Like nobody got even a single point except for the one that Kate Upton got. 50 Cent had one with Melissa and Joe Gorga. And he was like, well, look at my face. I obviously was not happy. And he could not remember who they were, obviously. And he couldn't even remember some of the people that have been in his clubhouse. He had a picture with Joss Stone. He was like, I don't know who that is. It was like, Joss Stone, she's been here. And I was like, oh, wow. And Kate Upton was like, this is not a fun game. Like, this is not a good game. She lost on uh, McSteamy from Grey's Anatomy, which is, oh, I don't even remember his name. Dean, Nate, something. It's very, like, one syllable. Anyways, it was a really shady game, and I love the producers for making them play that. Um, I have to say, I loved 50 Cent on this episode of Watch What Happens Live. I famously have liked him on Watch What Happens Live. I don't like him, I think, in real life. Like He seems to be like he plays this role of a big bad wolf, and it's really taxing and uh annoying but i loved him on watch what happens live he gave the mazel and the jack hole his mazel was mimosas and at first i was like is he like okay like why is he saying mimosas is his mazel and he was like i just recently got into mimosas like he never had one before and i was like oh this is funny he was like i like it a little bit of day drinking like not too early in the afternoon like, in the afternoon, we have a mimosa. And Andy was like, oh, so, like, in the morning, you're going to have a mimosa? And he was like, no, in the afternoon. We don't day drink, day drink. But I like this idea of drinking a little bit in the day. And he was drinking champagne as he said it. And I just found that to be really cute and endearing because he's, like, rapper guy. And he's also so rich. And mimosas is not really his thing. That's not his background. It's not where he's from. He's definitely turned his life around a great deal than when he started and when he was younger. So he never maybe have been exposed to mimosas and like brunch and like smoked salmon on bagels with capers or something. So, and you know, also a lot of men, especially black men, now, like a lot of millennial black men love brunch with their girls, with their boys, mimosas. It's just the way it is. But especially a lot of black men, that's not like something that they always would see, you know, as like, you know, manly. And then I've seen it a lot of like with any other kind of man especially like white businessmen or whatever like they love their scotch and they're you know they're most i've ever seen a man drink is like a martini growing up and now my age of men i see them go to brunch and stuff a lot more but mainly i've only ever seen representation in my life of beer and dark liquor and in especially something that's huge in the black community is Hennessy and cognac. So in 50 Cent has his own brand of cognac, I believe. So it's like that that dark liquor is where, you know, a lot of men like to feel like they're doing business. Those low ball glasses and a little bit of, you know, pour it in there. So 
it's so funny him being like so impressed and excited about mimosas and champagne like oh <laughs> and then um his uh jack off i don't remember what it was actually um i think i just was only impressed by the mimosa part so that's the only thing i wrote down but his jack hole was probably something equally as fun and petty but I think he came off really well on the show instead of him on social media. And Kate Upton is my queen. And that's it. That's all for Watch What Happens Live. It was longer. I did a longer recap than the show itself. But I thought it was really great. Um, And now I will get into Bachelor in Paradise, the finalization of that conversation with Erica and Aaron. Again, you can follow them at the uh, Mingling with Mimosa Mamas podcast on instagram and they're great so i hope you enjoy it and that's it talk to you later this week i have a really cool feature coming up so can't wait to get that out to y'all have a good day we're we're talking about clay yes and we think that he'll get engaged to nicole which i'm okay with see it i mean they had chemistry yeah um like i said as long as he gets a little bit more aggressive assertive whatever you want to call it which um, with that latina wants <laughs> yeah i mean I, you know i think he's gonna have to come a little bit out of his comfort zone yeah you know? at um, least let her know that he's interested in her and only yeah her. like she just right. wants think, him to step it up right i think deep down inside she knows he's the one i could see it in her like she knows he's the one and I feel bad because I disagree with what Annalise did to him. Oh, yeah. And was trying to make him feel guilty over the fact that he was dating. Who was he dating? Angela. Who's Angela? So Angela's from, and since you haven't watched, um, Moni, you don't know this, but uh, Angela's from the previous uh, Bachelor in Paradise. That's when Clay and Angela got together were in the previous Bachelor in Paradise. So that was last year. So they've been actually oh. together since then until about three months before this season started. Oh, I so see. So that's why Annalise was like, that's my friend. And, you know, you shouldn't be here. Like, it's too soon. And, you know, it's like not really her place. I mean, to- I get it. She has her girlfriend's back. Like, I get that. But at the same time, he's single. They were never married. No. Like, right. And if she did it, it would be no problem. They yeah, might have right. been engaged. I can't remember. No. No, but they they were planning a wedding, though. They He oh. said, yeah. Annalise said, you were just planning a wedding with my best friend, you know, three months ago or two months ago or whatever. But, I mean, it's not like it was literally the day after they broke <laughs> up and he flies to paradise. I mean, it was months. Like. The best way to get over an ex is to get under a new one, you know? Like, that's, <laughs> oh, hello? Have you never heard that? <laughs> that's hilarious. What? My virgin ears have never oh, heard please, that. please, this one who has completely corrupted me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's what good friends are for. Right? Exactly. So I'm, I'm rooting for Clay and Nicole. I think... I Nicole deserves her happily ever after. I, she's she's beautiful. She's not even just about her looks, but she just seems genuinely like she she really wants yeah that marriage. Like That's she it. wants that companionship. She wants she's sincere. Yes, yeah, you could tell she's she there is. for the right reasons. She is. Yes. Um, 
can we talk about John Paul Jones? Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boy, please. what is that? Right, what is that? Where did we, where did he even come from? Like, I mean, this guy. I'm sorry, he's just not my cup of tea. He's not mine either. I don't even think he's his own cup of tea. I think it's all a <laughs> facade. Yeah, I mean, he's just such a, an odd character. But, you know, people do are kind of like drawn to him it's really interesting I, mean, I don't buy saw. him in Tasha for a second I didn't buy him in Onyeka for a no, second thank you I can't yes. get him with anyone like I it just doesn't mi- mix to me I I get him with chicken nuggets like that's gonna be his partner for life <laughs> now that I get because I love chicken nuggets and that sounds that that tracks so <laughs> Like Tasha was interested though. You, you and think it seems like she stays interested in him, but I do think it's okay. A okay. I agree. I agree with you, Moni. And can I just say it's a little strange that Chris didn't choose Annalise, chooses Christina, and then tries to get with who was it? Chris? Um, 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 um Christina and uh, oh, crap, no, gosh. no, hold on. I got uh, you. Uh, Sydney? Sydney, right? Sydney? Sydney. It's Sydney, right? Chris is trying to get with Sydney now. When he literally picked Christina at the rose ceremony. Did you think that was odd? I think that the way this whole show is structured is so new to me. Because you kind of have to like play a game of like throw it all to the wind the night before the rose ceremony or the night of, but then like build a connection just to stay so that you can build a connection with someone like tomorrow. And okay. I think that's kind of wild. So you're thinking, no. So you're thinking that maybe Chris was initially interested in Christina, but then now is just kind of like, oh, maybe I'll just try to get to know Sydney instead. I mean, I just thought it was strange. Like, yes. why pick somebody and then not try to get to know them? Because I never really saw them together trying to get to know each other. So it's just weird. Yeah, I think that there's like a little bit of some ploys happening here. Like, where they, uh, that and the same thing I think is happening with John Paul Jones. Like, I think that in order for you to find the person that you really want, you have to be on the show still. And yeah, when you true. don't get a chance to talk to them, it's literally the same as like on Bachelor or Bachelorette. When you don't get that time and mm-hmm. like you don't have those moments, you kind of do what you can to stay on so that you can get that time later. And Very so true. I'm not mad at that because I feel like if I get mad at one of them for doing it I have to be like mad at the whole structure (laughs) of the show because that's literally how they're all playing this game like Onyeka only kissed JPJ last week to stay on so that was pretty obvious it was so awkward it's just it's a really awkward situation and like I oddly enough I'm just trying to figure out who's going to keep Jordan on because I know Jordan kind of has to be on there for the dramatic value. He also just got there. But I honestly like his relationship with Demi as friends so much. I love them making fun of everyone and, like, looking at everyone, like, showing off on the beach. I thought that was hilarious because they kind of broke that fourth wall a little bit and were like, do you see how ridiculous they're being for the cameras? Do you see how ridiculous they're being for the cameras? I was just like, they're so much fun together. And I think it literally leads me right back to why I love Demi. I think she's a really, like, unapologetically genuine person. And I think that's really great. Well, and I think that might, what might happen is that Demi and 
Jordan might decide to give each other roses just to keep them there. Oh, what an idea. Yeah, Yeah. because I've seen this happen in the past where friends will choose other friends because they both want to find love and they're going to pair up just to stay on the show. That's smart. I won't be bad that. It's very smart, yeah. So then that would mean, that would explain why Derek gets so, again, butthurt when, you know, maybe Demi is kind of trying to slow things down or maybe she doesn't give her rose to Derek. Maybe she gives it to Jordan. And I could see her doing that because she doesn't want to be backed into a corner or rushed into doing what she's supposed to do. She literally likes to go by the beat of her own drum and I'm totally here for that. Well, yeah, and we know that that her... Um, you know, the her partner is coming in at some point, so that's going to shake things up. Yeah, that's up, what so. I've been thinking. I'm like, the way that they keep talking about this girl she's dating is like she's coming. Well, you've seen the I previews. I, yeah, 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 that's yeah. what I'm saying. I always yep. thought she just found someone on the show, but I was like, no, but she's saying she was dating someone back home. Yeah. So does she find a new person or does this girl come to paradise? Oh. This is intense. <laughs> no, this girl comes to paradise, I this think. actual girl. Because I think this actual girl is not even part of the franchise. And that's what's so Whoa. crazy. Like, how could someone be allowed yeah, to come in? That's that's, I think they weird. just obviously want the drama. the drama. But also, can we just say it's amazing that Demi has come out and 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 she said she, she struggled with her feelings and with her. Accepting it herself. Yeah, yeah. I love for yeah. doing that I Vulnerable. so love it and I was responding last night and like she was in front of me and I'm like no don't feel that way no 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 I'm like you're doing fine honey like you're- yeah. she's amazing I literally yes. am so yes. supportive of this I honestly watched the show because I thought she found love with a girl on the show and I was like well that is enough to bring me in because I think that would be one of the first of any of these shows ever. And you're also taking such a very rigid, like, culture of a TV show like Bachelor Nation. And, I mean, yes, Bachelor in Paradise is a lot more um, risque uh, than most of the other ones, which also makes me laugh because technically Bachelor and Bachelor, Bachelorette themselves are risque like no one person oh, yeah. ever well, especially after woman. hannah's season I mean, right she yeah. to open the door and no matter but, how much they try to make it like so like you know straight edge it's in it's incredibly different that you have one suitor dating multiple people uh oh, at yeah. a time publicly on tv and kissing them all in like one night but <laughs> yeah. i commend demi this onto the show and then making it very clear to the boy that she is talking to like I like you, but I want to let you know I also like someone else and the, the playing field is not even. And for me, it just it confuses me. But at the same time, I just want to be honest with you and be honest with myself. And I think that is great. I hope she just mm-hmm. is there to pay her bills and I hope she just goes back home and finds love. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we agree with you. And the other well, the, the person she's being honest with, let's let um, everyone know, I don't well, whoever's listening is Derek. So he, I like Derek a lot. Aaron had the opportunity of meeting Derek mm-hmm. and um, he just is interesting. He has beautiful eyes. He seems sincere. He seems like one that really wants to find marriage and find his partner. 
he was uh, previously engaged to Taylor, Taylor from last year. Do you remember her? I think so. Taylor was on Colton season. Okay. I'm, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Taylor. So, yeah, I watched that season of, of Bachelor in Paradise when they met, and I thought it was a very unlikely pairing. But Derek was very taken with her, and she's oh, yeah. very intellectual, and so is Derek, actually. That's yes, what I learned when Derek I met him. Mm-hmm. He was very intellectual, and it really kind of threw me because he's this pretty boy, you know, I, but he was very sweet, kind, um, just very excited to meet his fans. It was pretty awesome, actually, the experience. Um, but to see him on Paradise, he's he's different he's he's different than um than what i remember but i think he's a little still hurt too by what happened with taylor i agree with you i think he's okay. just a little that makes sense a little hurt well and the other thing is is he just got off a relationship with stephanie pratt yeah. from the hills exactly so wow. yeah they were on a date on at this experience that i was at in napa they were on a date it was their second date so we were like privy to um, something pretty cool watching. Oh my God, Taylor! I'm days. sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. Yeah, I just, Taylor. I just realized I watched them get engaged. Okay. Yes. So you yeah. Did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they were on. That was on. That was a. That was a thing. I remember that. Exactly. I remember looking up later that they broke up. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh-huh. This is all very intense for me right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so you know, crazy. He, his wounds are probably still healing, and so I think he's just he really um connected with Demi I mean literally the first night you know they were just all up in each other's grills and I think that he's fallen for her pretty hard so that makes yeah, sense we'll see but I also happens. really commended him on how he handled her oh absolutely talking to him I Definitely. think he handled that conversation perfectly mm-hmm. and I really was impressed because I was like this could go either way yeah, so I was impressed to see that he did it that way, and so I actually, oh no, no, I'm rooting for him. I just don't know if he's ready. It might seem a little early. Yeah, I know. Well, it's hard to say. I mean, he's. I think he's had a lot of growth. He was saying, but um, it's just it's a lot, you know, to deal with a break broken engagement. I've myself never had one, but I can't imagine, you know. Um, the emotional toll that would take. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. So let's talk about on on makeup. Yeah, I don't. I think she's the JPJ of the girls. Yeah. yeah like I think yeah. she's just there to kind of like bring it a little bit. I mean, she a few of the girls that she all that she already knows from various other things, and when she was on her season of um, like the women's hello. Yeah, she kind of played that role. So she did of like confronting and mm-hmm. she's drama for sure. So that would make sense, but definitely. Um, other than that, I just don't. I don't think her match is on that beach. No. And she wants Mike, and I feel bad because she uh-huh. wants, she wants Mike bad. She's really. <laughs> she was really excited that Mike was there. She was. was like, I just. I thought it was darling that she thought she cute. actually could, you know. No, it's cute. I mean, I, I mean, I think if I was her, I'd be thinking the same thing. I'd be like, I'm gonna hook up with Mike. Yeah. But there's but, plenty of women that also were thinking, the right? Same yeah. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. they all when he walked down those stairs, they were all like, "Oh, I know him." 
<laughs> <laughs> so the the last scene we see last night was of um let's talk about that that uh crazy <laughs> crazy um scene with um with Jordan and Christian. Oh my god. <laughs> No, someone has to pick Jordan because anybody who is going to attack a pinata with and I need to stay on the show. (laughs) That's his jam. And then he threw him. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. He threw him. I didn't think Jordan had it in him. Oh, no. Jordan had some pent-up aggression, anger, all that stuff. Like, he's a strong guy. I think he was a previous wrestler or something. Because he body slammed him. I was like, <laughs> so quickly. Yeah, he, he got Christian pretty good there. Yeah. I can't, we can't wait for next week. I know. How are but you I'm, I'm so curious as to why he's even there. Because I know he's fresh off of an engagement, too, that like ended terribly. Oh, Jordan. Yeah, with um, Jenna. Jordan, yeah, from, oh. from the show. Uh, yeah, from last year. I, I didn't watch, but I remember that happened. Jordan and then, like, and the Jenna. very next day, they were, like, all over headlines of, like, she cheated or something. Oh, yeah. And she's writing a book now. And she whoa. is another completely stunning woman. I mean, oh, my God. Oh, you met her, too? No, I'm just saying on TV. Oh, on like, TV. she was just gorgeous. Okay. Oh, wait, you guys. We didn't talk about Dean. Oh, yeah. Oh, him and his mustache. I'll talk about him when he decides to fix that. Because <laughs> right now, I don't get it. I just am like, no, we okay. agree. He I like him it. and Kaylin, but I'm just tired of everyone going after Kaylin or Hannah G. I need some love spread towards other women. I these agree. girls are gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. I'm sad Viviana left. Yeah, I'm like, just was... like so confused that they're acting like only two girls exist on this whole island. I know. That would bother me if oh, I were there. Completely. I'd be like, I'd be like Hello? peace out. Bye. Yeah, I'm going to go find me someone in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> and I want more camera time on them too. Like Sydney and Mike, I thought that was a really cute little date. He got an ice cream sundae. First of all, he needs to be the bachelor because he is encouraging these women to eat ice cream. <laughs> And fall in love with him. my heart right there. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? He's like, let's eat a whole ice cream sundae with whipped cream. Like, this is a good man. (laughs) (laughs) We need to give him all of the access. And I thought it was really sweet the way he was like, I'm really excited about getting to know Sydney right now. Like, he went off after an option that was a little bit more obscure. Like, after going coming in hot and going after Kaylin, he went after someone that we don't see on the camera a lot unless she's basically talking to the other girls. So I appreciated him being like, she's interesting. I want to get to know her. And, and I want to see more pretty. of Katie and Tasha. Like, these girls are gorgeous. They have a really pretty cast right now. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of sad that they're kind of feeling, like, less than. Like, I don't, I don't like that. I agree with you. You know, that's yes. not right. I agree um, with you. Because they're all beautiful. And this season is the best season. I I would agree. I've never seen one, but I think this is the one. Oh, Oh, no. I've watched all all of them. them. Yeah, same here. And And this is by by far far. the best. And Chris Harrison better use those words. The most dramatic season of Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, my God. Every time he says that, a part of me, like, dies. (laughs) 
because I just feel like every year he says that about something. And yes, it's dramatic, but no, it's not the most because we have the season before where you said the same thing. Right. I know it just keeps getting more and more More. dramatic. I mean, it's crazy. It's such good television. We are so lucky to like be in a world where this entertainment exists, you know? And I love that they don't take it too seriously. Like their theme song, Are You Kidding Me? Right. They know full well that they're in like an 80s like yeah. love boat type. <laughs> yeah, love Yeah. It is hilarious and I love that. They're like we're all just a bunch of pretty people drunk having fun <laughs> on a beach and every once in a while when you do that long enough you might start feeling something for someone. Yeah, there so we I go. Think it's a lot more of an authentic realistic way yeah. of how this goes down. It did take me a while to realize that Wells was there to be the bartender. I didn't know there was a resident bartender, like an 80s love show. And so I was like, does Sarah Hyland know he's here? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. And then I was like, oh, wait, he's just serving drinks. Jorge used to be the bartender. Then he kind of retired. And then Wells has been the bartender. um, I just heard the other day, this is the third Third, year. The third season. Yeah, I'm so late. I should have like read on it like read up on how this show works before I watched it. But I'm learning awesome. as I go, but it's already coming in hot. <laughs> Wells is awesome too. He's just so much fun. Like his energy is crazy. And he has the most like awesome energy. I can't even like describe it. It's, I mean, you could see it through TV. Yeah. You know, and I kid, love and In him. person, it's like 5,000 times that, you know, but just a cool really really chill guy um so much fun to be around so and I love him and Sarah I think that there there's something to aspire to I hope that I'm not just what I I don't know if I should like who I'm rooting for I just hope the end engagement comes out of it because I love watching love but I think that there's probably more options for love to happen on this show than like bachelor and bachelorette and then if that happens then I'll be a fan for life oh there's there's always three, four engagements. I mean, it just always happens. We're going to be seeing, you know, a wedding here coming up soon. We're going to be seeing Hannah coming in. I mean, there's so much to look forward to in this season. I mean, we even forgot to bring up Raven and, um, Oh yeah. Raven and Adam are now engaged. They were from last year. So, you know, even if they're not engaged there, they usually go. They might be later. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like uh, Kendall and Joe. I mean, you know, it's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty amazing um, what the what that um, spinoff has become. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm in. I think <laughs> I've been watching like I don't know what I'm looking at, and now I'm like, someone's gonna be in love. So I'm happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's Definitely. been good, and it's not too much drama, but it's more than like enough to keep me interested. And I think I like that. This is the right amount. So I've been convinced that this is like <laughs> a good enough holding out fell for me until the bachelor <laughs> comes back and it's Mike. Yes. yes. If it's not Mike, I have to admit, I don't know who it will be and I probably won't watch because no one else seems to be interesting unless they pick someone brand new. It probably would be Peter. Yeah. I would think okay, I then I'm not extremely Mike. not interested. We oh, love oh, we love Peter. Peter. We love I liked him enough. I didn't like him with Hannah. I didn't think that their, their love was strong enough. 
But then when everything came out that he, like the timelines between, I always get leery whenever people have timelines with someone back home or someone from their past. I never know if the girl is looking for attention. I never know if it's true. I never know anything. And it just makes me really like weird when they're like, oh, within a few months after, before filming, we broke up. And I'm always just like, I just hate that if that were me, I would feel weird. But I also know that if I was invited to be on the show, I'd probably do the same thing. So I, I think feel that too conflicted. I think that the way that, you know, at least the way I look at that is that if you're dating someone and then this opportunity happens to come up, you know, it's not like you know it's going to come. So you're just going to stay single just in case it like this was he was scouted and. I mean, I, I think that it was just a really innocent um, turn of events. Like, I, I don't I don't see it as, like, how Jed was so calculated. Oh, no. Oh, Jed no. did bad things. I don't think Pete has a bad bone in his body. No. <laughs> I mean, Jed has a dog food jingle, so. Yeah, there's that. You know? oh, God. He's pretty damn proud of it. His, his well, as long as it's not Jed, I'm happy. I just think that if you have a choice between Peter and Mike, I think Mike deserves this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. We totally no, no, agree no. with you. Absolutely. But if Mike were. He went out like a champ. <laughs> wifey, you know, wife up or wifey up. Mike is say. not going to wifey up anyone on Paradise. We don't it's know. definitely not going to be Sid. His dynamic, his personality is too dynamic yeah, for Sydney or Kaylin. I think honestly, they're just waiting to see how he favors with fans, and that's yep. what they're saying. That's what yep. they've been saying. But you never know. I mean, they always throw us for a loop. You just never know. And I thought he was going to go after um, Demi Lovato. I mean, she was being pretty obvious about how she was into him, right? So she I is thought very into him. Demi is. I mean, come on. Like Gigi Hadid. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Which I have to just say before we close out, just to make it known, I am fully supportive of Tyler C doing his thing with Gigi Hadid. Oh, I have a very big support of that. We are too. We're all I just over think that. that Hannah had her chance. She dumped him on national television and then on national television said, you are my second choice. Would you like to go get a drink? And he actually gave her the time of day and didn't. And I think that was super class acting to do and respectful. He was like, yeah, let's do it to close up those t- old ends. And I think that it's okay. If I mean, he'd been home for over a month. He had time to recoup his feelings and then Gigi Hadid calls and that's a call you take. <laughs> so that's the thing. And people are speculating, you know, are they, they're under the same fashion house now or something like that. And you know, they're both models, and I think that it was in his best interest to probably be seen with her and get chummy with her, whatever. But I also think that potentially he was already kind of talking to Gigi before Hannah even asked him for a drink. Ooh. Oh, I think so, too. Which I makes a lot think of he sense. just gave Hannah the time of day because he felt like he owed her that to kind of close that up because they don't really give you a lot of time for closure on The Bachelor when That's you leave. They just kind of like send you on your way. And I think that even though, yes, you can talk to them after, I think that she was engaged and was probably acting engaged and was like going to her, you know, they they give you like meetup spots with your fiance Mm -hmm. until the show airs. Mm -hmm. And I think she was doing that and doing that thing. And then she was like kind of grieving the loss of her engagement. And then going through all the press and everything. And I think that she just really didn't get a lot of time to close things up with Tyler C. And then realize, 
she made a wrong decision and tried to revisit that and he was like okay let's revisit it and he just like he he owed it to himself and to her I think that was a really cool thing I have no problem with him doing that but in my back of my mind I think he's also like you dumped me and it's okay for me to move on which is oh of course I think the only issue I have is the fact that you know, he went to her house. It looked like he spent the night. And then a couple of days later, he goes out with Gigi. So it just, you know, I think the timing, but like I said, if he had been talking to Gigi before, and that's why I'm thinking maybe that's what was going on. But I'm also hearing that he was texting Hannah before he even saw her on um, after the final rose. So, you know, they could have had a dialogue going after she called off the engagement with Jen. Mm. yeah and I think maybe the producers are probably like you need to basically rectify this whole you chose the wrong guy that America hates now thing exactly. and America wanted to see her with Tyler C which I also understand so mm-hmm. maybe they just kind of wanted to like close up that shop which that's fine that's totally cool but like he went to you know maybe he spent the night with him the night before maybe he did it and then two days later he went out on a date with Gigi in the realm of you know Blake, Christina, and Caitlin, well, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. So it's, I mean, again, they were all single. So if that's what happened, I think Hannah is like, I wish I was owed a little bit more than one night, but she only asked him for a drink and it looks like she may have gotten more than that anyway. So that is true. That is true. And we know Gigi we was know interested in everything. Holds. Yeah. We, we have no idea what the future holds, holds. So. but exactly. Gigi made it clear she wanted it all. So <laughs> bowling and dinner and more is what she got. That is oh true. yeah, supermodels tend to get what they want. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and they're a very beautiful couple. Tyler C looks oh, very sure. nice with her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For I sure. mean, okay. he should. Whether it's he, a modeling, he's, a, he's a single guy. He should be out there exploring and trying to figure out who his match is. And he's young and. Gorgeous. I mean, oh, they might end up giving it to Mike. I just, I can feel it. They'll probably wait. Until they, until they, you know, break up. And they might still hold out for Mike because that's a good option also. But whether it's a modeling contract or a girlfriend, I hope whatever it is he's doing with Gigi Hadid, I hope it goes on for as long as he can take from it because that is something. I love when people from The Bachelor Bachelor get like solid careers or something. Oh, yeah. And that happens all the time. I mean, you see... Ashley Iconetti, I mean, she's now, you know, doing stuff for Access, and she has this fame, you know, very um, popular podcast with Ben. She has three podcasts, or two podcasts. Two podcasts, actually, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, I love that they just get to do what it is they're passionate about, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why we love interviewing them, because they're so passionate about these things. Right. And it's the, not just about The Bachelor franchise. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't just focus more. on that. We focus on the things that they're passionate about, and and what they're excited about in their life and what they're doing with their platform. I'm so, so, so excited for them. And I'm also excited for you ladies. It's really cool that you guys get to meet all these people and interview all these people. And I said it at the beginning, but for anyone who's listening, if you have not checked out their podcast, it's like they it's true they have all these really cool amazing interviews that you could only like dream of hearing oh, like all access information to and I think that's like really really cool you guys make it a really safe place I think for a lot of people to talk to with no like gotcha moments but like still really interesting and fun and I think that's like exactly what we also had here tonight I had so much fun 
Oh, we had a blast. Thank you so much for your kind words. We are just so touched. I mean, I'm speechless. I, I don't know. even know what to say. That is so sweet. We're just, we're just doing what we want to do in life. You know, we're really just um, trying to reach out to people and, and connect with people. Connect and that's what we have with you. And yes, it's just such a beautiful thing to be it able is. to connect with people through Instagram or online. And it's not just for dating. It's for making friends. Yeah. It really is. I call Instagram the tender of friendships all the time. Yes. yes. Building your tribe, you know, and if you have no one, I mean, you have us. You have you know? us. So it's just, it's, it's, it's so rewarding what we do. Um, and you can speak to that, you know, also being an, another podcaster, you can speak to that. So no, seriously, I agree. I think it's honestly so much fun. I love people telling me like if they love listening to my thoughts or opinions from like, yeah. a minority perspective on their favorite shows and everything in between. And I love when I get to host and talk to other people. And like I said, go ahead and tell everyone, please, where they can find you on Instagram, all the things so that they can, I know by now they're already probably like, I'm in. So how oh, you're so fully invested. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity again. So we, you can find us on Instagram at Mimosa Mamas Podcast. And on Facebook, um, we're just our podcast name, Mingling with the Mimosa Mamas. And you can also email us. We love getting emails from listeners. So um, please feel free to email, email us at themimosamamas at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Mixing with Moni. If you'd like to connect with me more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. That's where you can find a bunch of Bravo and pop culture related content, news, and of course, some shady fun memes. Also, my DMs, feel free to come talk to me about anything you want, TV, Bravo, or even your one-star feelings and opinions about the podcast. Otherwise, definitely rate, review, and subscribe. I can't wait to connect with you guys more, and I'll talk to you next week.